What does it mean to live a cultivated life? To cultivate means to nurture and grow. It also means to try to develop a skill, sentiment, or quality. Losing my daughter, Aria, taught me that life is short, that none of us knows when our days will come to an end. How do you want to live your life? Who are the people that matter to you? Living with intention and purpose while navigating grief and loss is what the Cultivated Family Podcast is all about. I realized how important compassion for myself was in grief and how important compassion is for other people in their lives. What I want to offer is a message of hope, compassion, and love. You are not alone, my friend, so let's dive in. Hi there, welcome back to another episode on the Cultivated Family Podcast. This is episode number 37, and I am Megan Hillica. Before we dive in, I would just like to ask you to rate and review and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you like it, um, share it with a friend, and let me know what you think. I love to hear from you. So today I wanted to talk about kind of taking care of yourself during this time of chaos. Um, It is such a crazy time right now. And I have realized that I am so tired every single day. I am so, so exhausted. And I I didn't really realize why I was so tired until someone else mentioned it. And then I've just been seeing like everybody around that I talk to doesn't have any energy. They're so tired. And I realized that um, the energy of like, we've never had a time in our world where everybody all at once is kind of focused on the same thing, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry. And I feel like it's just draining all of our energy, everybody's energy. And the more we focus on it, the more it drains our energy. But I just want to talk about maybe how we take care of our energy and how we can um, take care of ourselves during this time because it's just really crazy. And I know a lot of people are feeling it um, mentally and feeling like their mental health and a lot of stuff is just going crazy. And I guess the biggest reason why I wanted to talk about it is because Last week, I could feel anxiety building up for me. Um, I felt a lot of anxiety in my body, and I didn't take the time to figure out exactly why I was feeling anxious or what was behind it. Um, I just kept keeping busy, which is not what I tell my coaching clients to do. I really help them work on like sitting with that anxiety, and I didn't listen to myself. And because I didn't do that, Um, I came very, very close to having a panic attack where I just, I felt, I felt so close to a panic attack. And then I, I'm so glad I have the tools that I have that I'm, I was able to manage that and be able to not end up in a panic attack. Um, but I realized then that it was really important for me to focus on caring for my energy and mental health even more right now than I do on a general day. So you might think that right now is not a time that you need to be learning the tools because you're worrying about so many other things. There's so many other things going on that how can I even possibly have the time to do this? Um, Yeah, right. You know, when there's a time where it's not as much chaos and it's easier to learn. But when it's that time where it's easier and things are going better, we don't always take the time to learn those tools. And right now is the time when you need them. 
Right now is the time where these tools come into play and they are so key in navigating this time of chaos. So I just really want to encourage you to either find someone to help you or begin finding the tools and working on ways of managing your mind and your navigating your mental health and your energy. There's so many different things that you can do that really help you, can help you in this time. Um, I guess I can quick tell you what I did for my panic attack on um, how I ended up not fully going through a panic attack. Um, there's a method called 54321 where you can, it, a panic attack, this is how I view it and feel it in my own body. I don't know if this is medical terms or not, but I think of it as your body just going, like your nervous system and your body going into overdrive. You don't really have control over what's going on. Your body is trying to protect you um, from danger and there's not actually any like physical danger right there, but your body perceives something as danger. And so you're really bringing your mind back to, um, bringing it back to like reality in a sense where you're, you're bringing in all your senses and you, um, you focus on all these senses. So it's a, the first thing you see, you look for five, um, different things around you that you can see, that you can name out loud. And then you look for four different things, different textures that you can touch. And then you listen for three different things. And then you smell two different things. And then you taste one thing. And you can go through that list over and over until you come back to like calm or normal or not, not necessarily normal, but just a more grounded state. Because that really helps bring your brain back to um, reality in a sense. That has helped me. That helped me then. Um, it has not always worked for me every single time, especially when I had more higher levels of PTSD. So it's just a tool that you can try and see if it helps you. But I wanted to dive into what I am focusing on now because once I have that experience, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm not taking care of myself well enough right now. I'm not caring for my energy and my mental health in a way that is going to support me during this time, which feels really important right now because um, for all of us, I think, um, I really would hope that you want to care for your mental health and yourself. And maybe right now you feel like you're, you're just surviving and this is this is what the work is for, so that we can start um, learning how to not just survive, but to be able to navigate this without with a little bit more ease than just you know taking the next step. So these are the things I'm doing right now um, to kind of manage my energy and mental health. I'm getting outside and going on a walk or run as much as I can. I've been trying to go every day. I haven't gone quite every day, but just getting outside in general is so, so helpful for my mental health and my sanity. Getting some sunshine if there's sun, especially. Um, I'm doing brain dumps where I am dumping everything out of my head on a piece of paper and doing thought work with it. This is things, this is stuff that I do with my coaching clients. Um, 
when we work through the thoughts, a lot of thoughts we kind of see as necessary or real or that they, you know, there's nothing we can do to change them. But a lot of times it is, it is just a thought. It's not actually a reality and something you could ask yourself when you do that brain dump where you're getting all of your thoughts on a piece of paper is asking yourself, is it true with each thought? And then you can decide if you want to keep it or not. It's really helpful with a coach or somebody else who can look into those thoughts because sometimes we might not be able to see those ourselves. I've also found that having a quiet time or having some time where I have some meditation or where I just like I'm not having any noise or thoughts where I just keep allowing myself to breathe and focus on breath really, really helps ground me and kind of take some of the chaos and noise out of my brain. It has been super helpful for me. So I'm making sure that I get that. Um, journaling has become a new thing not a new thing. I've done it for a long time, but just really something that I've been leaning into. Um, like I said, doing brain dumps, but also just journaling in general, um, how I'm feeling, what my hopes and dreams are, all sorts of things. And just helping myself work through things through my journal. And I know a lot of people are having their kids home, maybe both of your you know, husband and wife are home, when grief came into my life, I felt broken and stuck, and I often wondered if I was doing this whole grieving thing right. I was on a journey to get rid of my grief, to be done with it, and little did I know that grief is a part of my life now, and that to begin healing, I really needed to mesh my life and my grief together. That grief is this invisible person that has come to walk by my side the rest of my life, and I cannot get rid of it. So how do you mesh grief together with your life? How do you know if you are taking steps forward in your grief? This is what I help you with in grief coaching. I help you create space and awareness around your grief so you can learn to have happiness, joy, contentment, and be excited about your future. Your story is not over. I truly believe that. Your loss is a part of your story, but you have so much life left to live. If you want to do the work and you are committed to working through your grief, I am here to help you and I truly, truly believe in you. To schedule a free 30-minute call with me, you can go to www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. That's www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. And I just really want to spend quality time with my kids and my husband during this time. It's such an interesting time for me because we tend to not um, be home every day. We tend to not have our evenings at home. And so it's been really fun to like, I feel like I've been able to have a lot of conversations with my husband. My kids are home 24-7 right now. And so it's just really nice to be able to talk with them, laugh with them. And just notice that everyday moments that I would say, especially with grief and losing a child, I realize are really important moments. Um, just spending those moments with them. And not that everything is always so you know easy and hunky-dory and everybody's happy all the time, but when we can notice the little moments and be super grateful for them, for me, that's super helpful for this time. Um, I am not listening to the news very much. I 
I get my updates of what I need to know, but I just, there's so much anxiety, fear, worry, stress that comes from the news that I don't need in my life, that I can't change anything. I feel like, you know, our brains get addicted to listening to the news because we need to know what's next. There's never, like in the past, we've never been able to follow step-by-step what's going going on so closely. And I have just decided that for me, it's just not worth my mental health and sanity to check every, you know, five seconds what's going on. So I do not really listen to the news. I feel like I'm trying to fill my brain with more positive things, Um, listening to sermons from my church, listening to podcasts, listening to different audiobooks has just been super helpful for me. And laughing as much as I can. I love to laugh. I know early in my grief journey, I didn't feel like I could laugh, um, like a true laugh. But right now I can. And so I am just allowing myself to laugh as much as I can. Anything that's funny and just spending time with my kids and my husband, especially with Justin, I feel like we've been laughing a lot, which is really, really fun. Um, Doing emotional freedom technique. This I do with my coaching clients as well. Um, This is a tapping in a sense um, where you you work through stress and the emotions you're feeling and you tap on certain spots in your body that are part of the energy meridians. And um, you work through the emotions and then you tap in like more positive or lighter thoughts or energy for those emotions. And that has helped me a lot. And I found with a lot of my clients, not everybody, but most of them have found a lot of help with that as well. And I am allowing myself to sleep. I have been trying to like, I want to get up and do all this stuff before my kids get up. And I just realized right now, I am just going to let myself sleep. I'm going to let myself get as much energy as I can, like let my body get the rest it needs just because of all of the drained energy that I was talking about earlier, that everybody is tired, everybody is exhausted. And I just think my body needs needs that sleep right now. And the last thing I want to share that is almost the most important thing, which I got reminded again this week, that when I was feeling my anxiety build up, I could feel it. I just ignored it. And when I feel my anxiety, I am going to sit with it and get curious with it instead of ignoring it and keeping busy. When, when on a general day, when you feel anxiety and we ignore it and trying to keep busy and like pushing it down, the anxiety doesn't go away. It almost gets worse. And that's what led to my almost having a panic attack because I didn't sit with my anxiety. I didn't feel it. I didn't get curious with it and not judge it. Instead, I thought, oh, shoot, I'm feeling anxiety. I need to do this and this. I need to, like, it's so normal to want to do that. But the more we resist the anxiety, the more it persists. I've heard that many times. The more you resist, the more it persists. And so just sitting with that, and allowing it to be, this is with all of the grief emotions as well. 
but I'm just talking about anxiety right now just because that's what had led to my almost panic attack earlier. So just sitting with it, that is what, it's just a lesson for me again, and I want to give it to you as well, offer it to you if you want it, to just sit with it and get curious and allow it to be and stop judging it. So those are the things that I am going to be doing this week. I hope, you know, maybe one or two of them or whatever that work would work for you, that you'll take them. Um, I just hope you're staying safe and that, you know, you're doing the mental work, the, the kind of caring for yourself so that it, it doesn't feel like such a stressful time. Um, because it doesn't have to be if you don't want it to be. Um, it might feel like no matter what, it's a stressful time, so that's how it is. But there's so many things you can do that it can still be the same time. It can still be the same circumstances with you know all of this stuff going on, and you can have a different approach where you're not as stressed out and not as anxious. Um, but it is up to you, and it's up to the work that you do with it. So just sending you some love. I know it's not easy. Um, I just thinking of you this week and I am hosting a free guidance for grief call um, where we're going to be working through difficult emotions and I'm going to be sharing how I you know, do that with my coaching clients and I'll do that with you as well on April 4th. And you can join that by going to www.meganhillica.com slash who am I? I'd love to have you on the call. I want to say about this call, a lot of people get nervous saying like, can other people see me? I don't want other people to see me. Um, can people hear me? Do I have to talk? And I just want you to know that like, I want to make it as um, safe for you as possible. And you don't have to talk if you don't want to. Um, you can chat in a chat box if you want with everyone or with just me if you want to. Um, I obviously love as much participation as possible, but I want everybody to feel safe and to share or to be as part of it as much as you can. But nobody can see you. Nobody knows you're there. Um, I just, I guess I know that you're there and then um, you can chat in the chat box if you want to. And you can be, you know, as active or as passive as you want. But I just really think that, like I said earlier, this is the time that learning the tools is the most helpful so that in these kind of situations, we have the tools to navigate them. And I guess this is the same with grief, that there's never a time like now um, or every day when you're feeling grief every single day to begin working through these difficult emotions. So I'd love to have you join me on that call. Again, that's www.meganhillica.com slash who am I. And I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cultivated Family Podcast. While this episode is over, you can continue to join me in conversation on Instagram or Facebook at Cultivated Family. I would love to see you there.